Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 356 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Today we'll be talking about the secret to tennis feel, touch, hands, whatever you want to call it. There is this kind of abstract skill in tennis where you have the ability to do magical things and hit the ball softly, even when it comes at you hard, and be able to control exactly what happens to the ball with kind of nuance and detail. And that's something that a lot of tennis players don't have and they want to have. So today we're going to talk about why most players don't have that. I'm going to give you a really simple drill that you can do right now at home to start to develop the core awareness that is required in order to have good tennis feel. And before we get to that, let's talk about the volley in tennis because touch can refer to drop shots and and some angle shots, but for the most part, we're talking about shots around the net where we're close, we want to hit a ball soft. And so let's talk about the type of volley that every tennis player is an expert at. Every tennis player is comfortable with this type of volley. And maybe you have a picture in your, in your mind immediately when you hear me say that. The type of volley every tennis player is comfortable with is when they're close to the net, the ball is coming high, the ball is moving slowly, it's an easy shot, they have direct line of sight at the other side of the court, and so the person can step across and punch the ball over to the other side of the court and like put it away. And when you watch tennis players warm up for a match, or move through a team practice, or do a drill group, or take, even take a lesson, or train with a partner, that's where most volleys are hit when a player can control where they stand on the court. They go right up next to the net and punch the ball over to the other side of the court with firmness again and again and again and again and again. And we could talk, we could spend a lot of time talking about why that is and why that pattern is so perpetuated. But I mean, long story short, it's just easy. It's comfortable. It's If you're going to hit a solid feeling volley and strike the ball well, that's just the easiest way to do it. That's the easiest way to go about it. And so players get caught in that pattern. They get caught in a rut of hitting all their volleys that way. And it's a shame because it's such a small percentage of what you have to deal with in real life. In real life, you, re- you receive all kinds of different incoming speeds and spins. The ball comes to your racket at all kinds of different heights when you're standing all kinds of different distances away from the net. And the resulting shot you want to hit is all kinds of different depths or different angles. And the result you're trying to achieve is, is very different depending on the situation that you find yourself in on the court. And so you've got all those different variables and, and different factors that are at play on each individual shot. And yet most tennis players approach every volley exactly the same. They step across, they punch the ball, they're firm, they're tight with their grip, and they don't have the nuance to respond to all those different situations and scenarios with different types of feel. So If you're that type of player who's constantly up against the net, stepping across and punching, it's because you probably, even if it's subconsciously, even if you haven't really realized it, 
is because you view touch, I'm kind of putting touch in air quotes, as a binary thing. Most tennis players view touch as like an on-off switch. In the on posi- when the switch is in the on position, it's time for power and offense. That's like the punch shot. And then maybe they have like a feel shot, but it's all the way in the, the off position on the switch where that punch is completely taken away and now it's like soft mode. And it's either or. It's power and it's offense or it's softness and touch. And there's nothing in between. The reality of being a good net player is that there's a spectrum of responses. There, yes, there is the punch shot. And it's really important to have that shot. It's a valuable shot to have. And yes, there are shots where you want to remove all energy from the ball and be as soft as possible. But then there's a million different levels of tension response in between those two extremes. And you need to be able to access them depending on exactly what outcome is going to be best based on all those variables we talked about a moment ago. So you need to be able to be aware of the angle of your racket face and how much energy is coming off your strings based on how firm or, or how relaxed your hand is on, on the handle. And you need to keep in mind different angles of shot that you're hitting, how much court space you have to work with, or different depths if you're trying to keep a, a player pinned back against the baseline or you want to try to make it bounce twice in front of them before they can get to it. If you only have one type of shot to respond to all of those different situations, then you just won't be a good net player, period. You will not have touch. You will not have feel. You'll have skills that in some situations work out really well. Like you're still going to hit some good shots. Even if you're, even if you're limited to only one type of response, you're still going to hit some good shots. But when it happens, it's going to be totally dictated by the situation on the court. You'll be very limited by when you can hit good shots and how you can hit good shots. You won't have the, the range of different responses that really high quality net players have. And early on in my tennis, my coaching career, I think I, I had a hard time explaining this well. And I would have students that would have no nuance. They'd have no subtlety, no variation to their volleys. It was just one size fits all where their volley was a hammer and every time a ball came towards them, they viewed it as a nail. And so they just punched every single ball. And when I would kind of start to lay it out for them and explain the fact that, listen, you, <laughs> that works great for this scenario, but what about everything else when you're further away from the net or the ball is lower or you want to hit the ball shorter? Like what, what happens then? Or would you want to angle the ball? Like then what? We need to develop all these other types of shots and add many more skills to your net repertoire than just the one response you have right now. And it seemed like to me early on in my coaching career, it seemed inevitable that when I would explain that and when we would start to slow things down and I would attempt to show the player how to have some control and then some feel and some touch, it it almost seemed like my student would get disappointed. And like, there was this letdown, like, oh man, like, like I was taking them back multiple levels or I was taking back their their skill that they thought that they had and I was trying to like erase it or negate it. I felt like I was bringing down their level of play by focusing on feel and control. 
And I think recently I've done a little bit better job explaining the big picture. But the average tennis player is still very resistant. They're missing that spectrum of responses. They see volleys as an either-or proposition. Either they're going to be aggressive and firm and punch the ball, or maybe they have some type of touch shot, but there, there, is no, there are no shades of gray in between the two extremes. And so a big underlying essential element to making this happen is being aware of the firmness that you're holding the racket with as the ball comes in contact with your strings. And so here's the drill that I talked about right at the very beginning. You can do this in your home, your office, wherever you happen to be right now. All you need is a a racket and one tennis ball. And so what I'd like you to experiment with is start off bouncing the ball against your racket and down into the ground in front of you, onto the floor or your driveway or wherever. Just bounce the ball down into your into the floor, into the ground in front of you. Just kind of dribble the, the ball off your strings like a basketball in front of you using your racket. And just start off getting a comfortable rhythm. No need to do anything fancy. Just a normal kind of casual dribbling of the ball in front of you. And then go through a sequence of different firmnesses with your hand on purpose. And I'll give you some suggestions here. First, ten, first spend 10 seconds with full firmness. Like squeeze the racket as tight as you can. And don't do much more than 10 seconds because this can kind of aggravate your forearm uh, or maybe your wrist or your hand if, if, you're, if you're not careful. So just a short period of time, but be as tight, as firm as possible with your hand. And, and by the way, that should kind of cue you off to other things. If me saying that, oh, by the way, hitting over and over and over again with as hard of a grip as possible is going to bother your arm, your wrist, your forearm, that should hopefully signal some other things to you uh, that there's a connection with. But anyway, spend 10 seconds with full firmness and don't just hit the ball. I want you to pay close attention to three things. Pay close attention to the feel What does it feel like in your hand? What does it feel like on the racket? What does it feel like traveling down the rest of your arm and into your shoulder? What what is this sensation like kinesthetically when your grip is as firm as possible? Also, listen for the sound. What does it sound like when your hand, your grip is as firm as possible? And then finally, what is the response of the ball coming off the racket? That's the most obvious one. That's the one people are mostly going to notice, you know, on their own right away. But pay close attention to the sound and the feel in addition to what does the ball do coming off the strings. Then spend 10 seconds being as loose as physically possible. And I'm talking like maybe just even hold on to the, the handle with your thumb and forefinger and just barely hold on to the racket and bounce the ball down, dribble it in front of yourself over and over again for 10 or 20 seconds. And again, what does it feel like? Pay close attention to the feel. Pay close attention to the sound. And also pay close attention to the difference in how the ball responds coming off of the racket face. And then, finally, spend some time beginning with being as loose and relaxed as possible. And then over the span of two or three minutes, slowly increase your firmness and go from as loose as possible all the way up to as firm as possible with your hand. 
smoothly and gradually over the span of at least a couple minutes and see what that feels like. And, and as you make the slow adjustment with your hand firmness, pay attention to the feel, the sound, the response off the strings. And then make your way down the ladder again, from as firm as possible down to as loose as possible. And so as you make your way, this this isn't like necessarily developing any particular tennis skill, but instead what this is doing is developing your awareness. How much firmness do I actually have in my hand? What does that feel like? What does that sound like? How does the ball respond differently off my racket? If you can be aware of those three things, and start to have more intuition and awareness about how much tension you actually have in your hand, that is the building block that you need to build on top of to actually have feel and touch. So hopefully this is helpful to you. I hope the explanations make sense. I hope the drill brings you a little bit more awareness of what you're doing with your hand and with your grip. Spend a little bit of time with this on the courts or even at home in your office And you can start to develop some of those soft touch shots that everybody is always so jealous of when it actually works. Thank you so much for listening today. Appreciate you very much. Take care. I'll talk to you next time. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.